Perez's dungeon cell. Perez is rocked awake. He finds Carlton, the dungeon guard, kneeling beside him, face fixed with dread. Wake up, lad! It's not time for the trial. No, Rez, listen. You're being set up. What? You have got to get out of here. Rez, lucid now, stands and moves away from the guard. Explain. You can't read, can you? What of it? It's the letter you signed. It weren't no letter. It was a contract. For what? Payment for assassinating the prince. Black market. Why are you telling me this? The prince's guard, Heinrich, he's pulling out all the stops to see you take the fall for the prince's death. Where's your proof? The dungeon guard holds out a sack of gold coins. Residenter feels the weight of this news sink in. This could be a trick. If you go to trial today, you'll be found guilty. You think they're going to risk the royal family losing face? Heimrich, for that matter? Think, lad. The only way you're getting out of this is if you take this chance and run. So what? You just let me walk out of here. There's a secret way out. Used to keep rich folks safe when they visit the cells. It's still early. You won't be seen if you go now. I believe you. But I'm going to trial. It's suicide, Ress. If I run, then I might as well admit to murdering the prince. I know I didn't. <laughs> Fuck the court. It's hopeless, Ress. The dungeon guard goes to the cell door. Last chance. Rez sits with his back against the wall. The guard closes the cell door. Court building, dawn. Heimrich and half a dozen men stand ready and waiting for Jerez to leave, weapons drawn. Small rustic home, bedroom, daytime. The prosecutor is stood in front of a tall mirror. His wife fiddles with his waistcoat button. Disaster averted. Your husband's getting fat. Oh, I like you fat. (laughs) It's the trial. Why don't you stay and I'll go in for you? prosecutor and his wife think on this for a moment before embracing, giggling into one another. Rose City, horse-drawn coach, moving, daytime. 18th century style city, postcard perfect in the morning sun. A small corner of Wish Mountain peaks behind the gaps in the tall buildings. The prosecutor looks out the coach window, a thin rabble thickening into a huge crowd gathered outside. Court building continued. The coach is eased to a stop by the driver. The prosecutor gets out. Across the way, he can see the other horse-drawn coaches. The three honorable judges have filed out of theirs, waving to the crowd like celebrities. Grand courtroom with a view of Wish Mountain. Daytime. The prosecutor stands by his middle pew, surveying. The honorable judges in their high back chairs proceeding over the trial like vultures. Perez Dunter, shackled and waiting, sat on the far bench, flanked by two guards, one of them Carlton. Heimrich Lenoble sat near the front by the pew, also flanked by a guard. The servant girl sat close to Heimrich, a guard between them. The servant girl's face withdrawn and gray with misery. Will Selin Barbary please take to the stand? Perez Dunter catches a sorry look from Celine. Celine, 
Would you please give your account of what occurred the night of Prince Ragelin's death? Selene's focus is fixed on Jerez Dunter. Jerez smiles, giving a nod for her to continue. We won't get to hear what Selene says happened in her own words. Selene talks, and Jerez Dunter's hope fades quickly as she continues with her testimony. A momentary view of Jerez Dunter pinning Selene aggressively against the royal palace corridor wall. Looks of growing disgust on the faces of the peasantry, nobility, the honorable judges, prosecutor. But not Heimrich. Heimrich is sat with a look of smug satisfaction. Another moment as Selene continues her testimony. She's running from Jerez Dunter who hounds after her in a drunken state down the palace corridor. Selene throws herself against the palace library doors. Falling inside the library were the prince and Heimrich, this time sober, and, in the midst of thoughtful discussion, see her fall to the ground at the library entrance. Rez follows inside. Rez moves to grab Selene. The prince and Heimrich move to stop him, only concerned for the poor servant girl on their part. Now we're in the midst of a fight. In the blink of an eye, Rez Dunter stands over the dying prince whose throat he's cut. Slam! Another confrontation, and Heimrich is thrown onto his back, knocked out cold by Jerez Dunter's brutish strength. The royal guard arrive on the scene. Selene is in tears on the ground. Jerez drops the dagger and puts his hands up. Grand courtroom with a view of Wish Mountain. Jerez Dunter looks on in stunned disbelief and prompting even greater disgust from all hearing Selene's testimony. He is smirking. Jerez Dunter's smirk is fixed on Heimrich who has taken Selene's place at the pew. Heimrich begins his soundless testimony. In Heimrich's version of the incident, Rez is in the midst of forcefully undressing Selene in the royal palace corridor. Heimrich is sat in the library with the prince. He stands to see what the ruckus is outside. Not a moment as Heimrich opened the library doors is he attacked with a cheap blow from Jerez Dunter. Heimrich hits the ground. Jerez Dunter steps over him. Heimrich loses consciousness just as Jerez and the prince clash. Rez pulling the prince's knife from its sheath. Grand courtroom with a view of Wish Mountain. Silence in the courtroom. All eyes are on Jerez Dunter. Is he crying? <laughs> Mr. Dunter? Rez Dunter raises his head. Tears stream down his cheeks. He's smiling. He's laughing. His laughter fills every inch of the courtroom. <laughs> remove him. The guards flanking Jerez take hold of him. Jerez doesn't resist, and the post throws of laughter now as they take him to the stairs leading beneath the court. The iron door to the cell is slammed shut as Jerez, sat within, giggles himself hoarse. Baywater Pier, shoreline, night. Res Dunter and Chloe ease the boat at the foot of the pier. Res helps Chloe up the damp wood before climbing up himself. A cry fills the air. Res Dunter and Chloe look to see a blood drinker of the three isn't discernible from this distance, running across the sky, drawing closer. Oh, God! Shit. 
Rez looks to a small abandoned bar at the end of the pier. Rez and Chloe hurry inside. The bar looks to be only recently abandoned. Rez looks about trying to think of something. Baywater Pier and Shoreline. Charlotte, the third blood drinker, is running across the sky with crazed enthusiasm. Bailey matches Charlotte's pace in the sky, both drawing closer to the pier. Charlotte, stop! That bitch is trying to get away. We have to get back to Mother. She can wait. You don't know what Mother's like. We can't disobey her. Watch me! Bailey grabs hold of Charlotte. Charlotte struggles in her grip before kicking Bailey in the gut with both feet, sending Bailey hurtling into the black seawater. Charlotte lands at the foot of the pier, the wet wood splintering from the impact. Abandoned bar, pier. Inside, Jerez and Chloe are nowhere to be seen. For a moment, the barricaded front door groans like old sea wood before bursting into splinters. Charlotte leaps inside the bar, landing squat on the circular table. A moment later, Bailey rushes in with inhuman speed. Pale bare feet pattering across the soaked bar floor. They're in here. Bailey sniffs the air. Dread reaches her face. If you move, you die. Res Dunter is knelt on the ground by the far window, his unlit flare aimed toward the booze-soaked floor. Charlotte moves in a blur, lunging for Jerez. Before she can move from the table, she is grabbed by Bailey and slammed down like a sack of bricks. No! It takes all of Bailey's strength to keep Charlotte at bay. Let go of me, you bitch! I rip this flare, we all die. Let go of me! What's the fucking point in killing us? Charlotte breaks out of Bailey's grip. Rez snaps the flare which fills the bar with red light, illuminating the barrels of alcohol and dozens of broken bottles leaking booze. Charlotte freezes, having enough sense not to strike him and risk the flare lighting up the whole bar. When that flare goes, you're dead. I'll drop it before that happens. A distant explosion can be heard. The light briefly seen. Bailey, what do we do now? Leave. So you can hunt us again? Look, listen, after tonight, I am done with this sort of thing. Bailey looks from Jerez to Charlotte and to Chloe, who has stood behind the bar, failing to hide herself well. Charlotte, what? If Mother is dead, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I'm not leaving until that bitch is dead! What does it matter? What do we have to gain, Charlotte? With Mother gone, we are free. We don't have to obey her anymore. We can leave. Charlotte's determination falters. You'll leave? Just like that? Mother kills. I don't. Well, she's been killing all night. Charlotte will stop. Won't you, Charlotte? (laughs) You're reasoning with them now. (laughs) Don't you have any self-respect? Charlotte, enough. I never asked for this. I'm sick of it. We don't have to live this way. If I put this flare out, you could kill us. You're not going to do that, are you? I swear on my sister's life. My my real sister. Please, 
Jerez, don't. Don't kill us. A moment of thought from Jerez, the hiss of the flare filling the silence. What to do? With a crack, Jerez elbows the window behind him, breaking it. With a sorry sigh, he chucks the flare out where it falls into the sea. A tense moment as Jerez waits to see what Bailey will do. Help me! Chloe is in Charlotte's grip now. Charlotte, no! Why shouldn't I? After what they did to me! Charlotte, please! No more! This isn't the way! Chloe is terrified in Charlotte's grip. Charlotte considers what to do next. With a nasty crunch, Charlotte crushes Chloe's ribcage. No! Chloe coughs up blood, squirms, and dies. Bailey looks to Jerez for a brief moment before leaping to Charlotte's side. Bailey rips Charlotte's head clean off. Charlotte's lifeless head rolls to a stop at Jerez's feet. Oh god, oh fuck me. Bailey lets go of Charlotte's headless body, which is wrapped like stone around Chloe's mangled body. Both fall with a hard thud. I'm sorry. So no more killing, right? We'll just go our separate ways and that'll be that. Yes. Thank you. I, I guess I'll be going. Wait. Look, if you go, they'll still come after you. Next time they'll send people who know what they're doing. But if you're serious about this, I've got an idea. Small time jump. Bailey, with her right hand prepared as if ready to make a kung fu chop, brings her hand down in a blur, cutting off her left arm just below the elbow. Luminous blood pools out from the wound. Bailey spits on the wound, which slowly heals over until it's a stump. Will that... It'll grow back. A man in bar, Pierre. Bailey and Jerez walk out to the edge of the pier. Bailey gracefully jumps and stands on the pier beam. She looks to Jerez, framed by the light of the full moon. Thanks. Bailey leaps into the sky, running across the air at an incredible speed. A dark angel. Grand courtroom with a view of Wish Mountain. Daytime. Presidenter stands shackled and still smiling at the pew. Harris Crinny Dunter, we find you guilty of the murder of Prince Regilent, and it is our pleasure to sentence you to hang by the neck until dead. You have been proven a fraud, a coward, and a deviant. You are a lesson to us all not to believe in false heroes. It is my hope that with justice found, our kingdom and its people can heal and move forward. Is there anything, Mr. Dunter, you have to say for yourself? I protest only one thing, Your Honour. You may all hold a false opinion of me. That's your business. Call me a deviant, a liar, a coward. Fine. 
But there is one thing I wish to make clear to you all. What is at stake here is truth. Without truth, what do we have? Without the freedom to speak freely, we cease to be true to ourselves and to each other. And that is why, right here and now, I wish to state that once more. The blood drinker's breasts were at least this big. <laughs> Uproar in the court. Perez, laughing merrily, looks about. He sees Han Ashman look tiredly back at him. Celine, miserable, withdrawn. Heimrich, smug, triumphant. The prosecutor, calm but unsettled. Get him out of here! Perez, still laughing amid the uproar, is flanked by two guards who take hold of him. Perez's dungeon cell. Res Dunter, still smiling, is in his cell. Carlton, the dungeon guard, is stood outside. Carlton? What? Your trick letter didn't come up in the trial. It was a trick on Heimrich's part. He was waiting outside the exit with men ready to kill you. I see. I suppose you didn't feel the least bit guilty about that. I've got a wife and kids. You wouldn't understand. No, I think I do. Don't suppose you want to let me walk out of here? <laughs> yeah, right. Where would you go? You've killed the prince. There's not a hole in the world you wouldn't be found in. I was thinking... Wish Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd never make it. I might. Midway Village sounds like a good place to be. I suppose that's the only place you'd be safe, ain't it? So it's real. As far as Denny led me to believe. Tell you what. I'll have him send you a letter once I'm there. I can't, Ress. Any word when the execution will be? I suppose I want to make a big song and dance about it. So, about a week, I'd imagine. It'll be cathartic for the city to watch you hang. If it's any consolation, uh, I don't think you did it. It isn't. Rez reclines back, looking up at the dungeon ceiling. Red Petal Pub, night. Han Ashman sits alone at the bar, empty bottle in hand. He's lost in thought in a drunken stupor. Baywater Shoreline, Pier, Dawn. Resdunter sits at the end of the pier. The abandoned bar smolders, now a ruined pile of black charred wood and sickly smoke. Rez has Charlotte's broken body covered with his coat to his left. He has a burnt half of Charlotte's head to his right. He's holding the piece of Bailey's left arm with an additional burn mark at the stump which wasn't there before. Footsteps. Han Ashman approaches. You made it. Yeah. You killed them? Rez gestures to the display of broken bodies and limbs around him. Hmm. Didn't think you had it in you. You know this means we're going to be famous. Uh-uh. I don't want to be any part of that. Never have. Why? We deserve it. The only thing I deserve is retirement. 
Hmm. We gotta open that pub after all. Yep. It's time. Kid, you can come with me if you like. Could use the extra pair of hands. Thanks, Helen. I'll pass. All right, kid. Don't bring my name up when you talk about this, all right? I like remaining good and anonymous. You'll find relying on the goodwill of strangers to be a losing game. Right. A water shantytown. Daytime. The pestilent mist has gone. The strewn, anemic populace are healthy again. On Ashman loads his mule-led wagon with a small fortune in silver coins. Cheers and applause draw Han's attention to Jerez Dunter, who, off in the distance, is lifted up and heralded as a hero by the thankful crowd. Jerez is merry and giddy with joy at their praise. Rez looks among the sea of adoring faces, finally landing on Hans in the distance. Rez's joy falters as Han and his mule-led wagon ease off out of sight. Momentary reflection from Rez before he gets into the party spirit again. Rez's dungeon cell. Rez lies asleep on the ground. Carlton is sat asleep, sat on a stool down the corridor. The torch flame on the bracket outside the wall is nearly out. Court building, dawn. Two dozen boys stand and receive a stack of papers from several aristocratic-looking men. The boys run off like a wave in all directions. We follow one of these messenger boys as he hurries across, a sleepy postcard-perfect 18th-century-style rose city. The messenger boy makes good ground, his worn shoes clapping against the thick cobblestone street. Finally, he reaches. Red Petal Pub continued. The boy, seeing the bar doors are open, hurries inside. A half-dozen men sit, Iceman Cometh-style, half-asleep, their empty tankards ready to be filled on the generosity of others. Is Mr. Ashman here? Han emerges at the bar. You're Mr. Ashman, sir? Go on, kid. You've been summoned by the Honourable Judges. Now, boy? Yes, sir, and I've been ordered to distribute these. The messenger boy hands Han a sheet of thick paper. Han takes out his reading glasses. He can see the paper reads, Wanted, Res Dunter, Dead or Alive. 400,000 Bunasheries reward. Res Dunder's smirking face is accurately depicted on the poster. To be continued.